where you can have your seat. Uh, my name is Adam Young. I'm the lead pastor at Element Church, and I just want to welcome you uh, to Church in the Park this morning. All right, hopefully that'll be better. Uh, I want to welcome you to Church in the Park. This is one of our highlights uh, of, of every year. Uh, I, I shouldn't say one, uh, one of uh, several, um, because we do Church in the Park throughout the summer, and uh, so thankful that you're here with us. Uh, you know, one of the other things that we love to celebrate, one of the other highlights of every summer for us, uh, like Trevor said earlier, is our baptism celebrations. Uh, if you're interested in knowing more about baptism or being a part of one of our baptism celebrations that we do in the summer, uh, Trevor also mentioned the Bible app. We do a lot of things through the Bible app here at Element Church. Uh, in Church in the Park, because we don't have screens and things to put up the lyrics to songs, uh, all the lyrics, I saw uh, a, n a number of you are using that. You can use the Bible app for those lyrics. Also, the scriptures I'm about to read uh, are already laid out for you in the Bible app. Also, if you want more information about baptism, there's a link in the Bible app. All you have to do is click it, and it'll get you to where you need, so you can get information and get signed up or ask your questions if you have them. And so when you open up the Bible app, you just go to the menu, live events, uh, and your phone already knows that you're at Element Church. And so it'll be the first thing that pops up and you can open it up that way. You know, uh, throughout July that we just wrapped up, uh, we did one of our favorite series. Uh, we do it every year. It's called Summer Stories. And during that series, we ask people in our church and community to come and share their story about a way in which God has been at work in their hearts and in their lives. And, and I love it because we get to see and experience and hear all of these encouraging stories of ways in which uh, people were victorious through Christ uh, in their lives and through obstacles. But you know, the only way that you can be victorious if there's, is if there's competition, is if there's an obstacle that you're facing that you have to overcome. And I don't need to uh, convince anyone here today uh, that life comes with obstacles, that life comes with challenges. Um, just in the last six months alone, we've all endured and faced challenges that we never imagined we would have to face. We had to make decisions that we never even contemplated having to make. And one of the things that's so encouraging, not only about the Summer Stories series, and if you missed out on that, all of those stories are available on our website, and you can go and, and hear those encouraging stories from people about how God was at work in their life. But um, not only do we find encouragement in other people's stories, we find encouragement uh, in Scripture. Uh, in the Bible, we see people who are constantly facing obstacles uh, that are, are challenging, things that they never expected, things that they never uh, had come prepared to handle. Uh, one of those examples would be the disciples, those original followers of Jesus and how they had to handle his death. You know, they had given up everything in life to follow Jesus. They had walked away from their careers. Uh, many times they had walked away from their hometowns and their families and livelihoods to pursue and to follow after Jesus. And so if you gave your life to, for, to, to one end, if you gave everything in your life to pursue one thing, and then that was taken from you, you can imagine how earth-shattering that would be. Well, just about 12 hours, or probably even less than 12 hours, before Jesus was going to be arrested, tried, and then crucified, Jesus had a conversation with his disciples to encourage them, because he knew that they weren't prepared for what was coming, and he knew that it was going to be a great obstacle that they were going to have to deal with. And so we're going to look at that in John chapter 16, and I'm going to start in verse 30. So if you have the Bible app open, that's already laid out for you. Uh, I'm, of course, going to read it, but you're welcome to follow along with me as well. 
And so the disciples are going to start speaking first. And so in verse 30, we hear the disciples, Jesus's original followers speaking first. And they say, now we know that you, they're talking to Jesus, know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. And so they're just kind of confessing like, hey, we finally get it. You're the one with the answers um, and you've proven it. And so we don't have any need to make you prove it anymore. Like you've done all your miracles, you've done all your teaching, everything that you've worked towards has proven to us that you are who you say you are. We have no need to question you anymore. Uh, Jesus is very flattered by that confession. I say that sarcastically. Jesus answered them in verse 31. Oh, do you now believe? That's nice. He's kind of saying like, after all I've done for the last three years, but uh, do you now believe? And then he says this, verse 32, behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone for the father is with me. I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation or trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. If you're looking at those verses right now, I want you to look again at verse 33. And what does Jesus want to give his disciples in the midst of trouble and tribulation and uncertainty? He says, I want you to have peace. When everything else in your life crumbles, when everything fades away that you thought you could rely on, when, when all the structures and systems and people around you aren't really there the way you thought they would be, I want you to have peace. Now, why can he say that? In the midst of struggle, in the midst of trouble, how can he say to his disciples, despite all they're about to go, for, go through over the next 24 hours. Literally, the moment Jesus finishes saying these words, in verse 33, he prays. As soon as he finishes praying, he leaves the city of Jerusalem and is arrested. And so in just a matter of hours, everything's going to crumble. How could he say that? Well, the first thing is, he tells these things to them in advance. Jesus, even in the face of trouble, he could predict what was going to happen which reveals that Jesus was always in control. Jesus would say in another part of his ministry, no one takes my life. I lay it down on my own accord. I'm in control of this whole process. And here's the other reason why we can have peace in the middle of trouble and tribulation. Because Jesus doesn't promise freedom from trouble. He promises victory in the midst of trouble. He says, listen, in this world, you're going to have trouble. I'm not making you any promises. I'm not giving you a false hope that by believing in me or following me, you get a free pass on life, that you get a free pass on struggle and temptation and trouble. He says, I'm not giving you that. What I, what I am giving you is victory. I want, I want to read one more passage that shows how that victory works out in real life. And we're going to read a passage from a guy named Paul. Paul, if you don't know, was a guy who passionately hated Jesus. He hated everything Jesus stood for. He hated everything that Jesus was working to accomplish in his life and through his death and his resurrection until Paul met Jesus face to face one day and it changed everything for him. And he went from the greatest destroyer of the church to the greatest builder that the, that the world has known for the last 2,000 years. He, he experienced this radical transformation when he met Jesus. And it changed how he saw himself and how he saw the world and he, how he saw God in the midst of all of life's circumstances. And in Romans 8, 
Paul's going to talk about how we can have peace and victory in the midst of trouble and struggle and tribulation. Starting in verse 33 of Romans chapter 8, Paul says this, Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 37, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Here's what's interesting. When Jesus said, take heart, you're going to have trouble in this world, but take heart because I have overcome the word the world. Paul uses a version of that very same word when he says we are more than conquerors. And in, in, in John chapter 16, when Jesus says, I have overcome the world, he, he uses a Greek word, nikao, which means I am victorious, I have overcome, I prevail. And what Paul says here, he uses a word, hooper nikao, which hooper, we get our word hyper. He says, I am hyper overcome with over all things in my life. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than victorious. Now, how could Paul say that? How could he say, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than victorious. I will more than just prevail. Because Paul had experienced the resurrected Christ. Because Paul knew that in Jesus, he's overcome sin and death and the grave. And that in him, there is no opposition. That's how he can say, if God is for us, who can be against us? Who could bring a charge against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing, no one, no situation. We are more than victorious because Jesus has already won the victory. Now, starting next week, uh, as we meet back in the school, as Trevor mentioned, and we invite all of you to join us, uh, we're starting a new series called Overcomers. And what we're going to do in this series is we're going to look at, a, at character profiles of people throughout all of the Bible who faced terrible situations, who faced obstacles that most of us could not even fathom, that make what we've endured the last three months look silly and petty. People who have faced life-altering, earth-shattering, history-changing situations in their life and through God have overcome and so I invite you to join us starting, that's a, our special flyover. That's custom for Church in the Park, just so you know. I invite you to join us as we look at the ways in which people have overcome in the midst of struggle and tribulation and trouble. Because in Christ, we are more than conquerors. And I hope you take heart, take courage in that truth today. And that if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel like you're in a situation where life is too much, knowing that in Christ we find victory because he's already won the battle. Now here's what's going to happen. I'm going to close us in prayer. Uh, I want to thank you again for joining us in Church in the Park. And here's what's going to happen. I'm going to close us in prayer. And then when we're done, um, we are very near.
here uh, having the food trucks open. Uh, we have one more that will be pulling up anytime now. And so we'll, we'll, they'll let us know when they're ready. Um, I encourage you to get in line, uh, purchase your food sooner rather than later, because we have opened up these food trucks to the entire community, not just people who come to church in the park. And so um, starting closer towards 11.15, 11.30, we will have people just from the community coming, and so the lines may get really long. So I encourage you uh, sooner rather than later to jump in line uh, and enjoy um, the great food. Uh, Kona Ice is coming in a few minutes. We'll have yard games set up here in a little bit. We encourage you just to hang out and enjoy uh, this incredible weather, this amazing opportunity um, that we have to, to be together in worship today. Um, just a quick note, um, because we are under orders from the Tri-County Health Department, uh, you do not have to wear a mask for outdoor events. Uh, the only thing that the county asks is that you wear a mask if you can't social distance. So we just ask that you be respectful of other people uh, in the distance that you maintain, um, just because uh, we want to be mindful of everybody's preferences uh, here today. If you want a mask, we do have them available, but they're not required today. There are hand sanitizing stations. We do encourage you to use those uh, as needed. And we just invite you to stay, hang out, enjoy your time, enjoy some great food. Uh, we're so thankful that you joined us today, and we hope to see you next week. So let me close us in a word of prayer, uh, and I'll also pray for our food as well, uh, and then we'll uh, start jumping in line and get some good food. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the opportunity that we have to come and enjoy this unbelievably beautiful weather, that we have the freedom to gather together in your name uh, for fellowship and for worship. Um, God, I thank you that in you, we are more than conquerors. That even when life feels overwhelming, when it feels like too much, when it seems like there are too many obstacles and they're too high, and it doesn't seem like there's a way, that in you we find victory. We don't find a promise that's a guarantee of freedom from struggle, but that in you we can have peace in the midst of struggle, that we are overcomers. Lord, thank you for the time that we have to be together uh, today. I pray that you would bless our time, that you would bless the fellowship. Lord, that you would bless the food that we have the, the opportunity to enjoy. Uh, we love you. We praise you. We thank you again for this awesome time that we have together. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we invite you to stay as long as you can. Uh, enjoy the park. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the food. We look forward to uh, hanging out.